HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese. We've been making cheese in Wisconsin since before we were even a state, which may be one reason why we win so many awards for it. It's what happens when a whole state dreams in cheese. Find your next favorite cheese at wisconsincheese.com. Welcome to Spill and Dish, a new podcast from the Specialty Food Association. Founded in 1952, SFA is the leading trade association and source of information about the $194 billion specialty food industry. We champion the food producers, retailers, and other buyers who make up the specialty food world. If you want to know more about membership, visit specialtyfood.com. While on the site, check out the new Maker Prep course, a 12-step online program that will teach you how to take your specialty food product to the next level. In each episode, we want to share the stories behind the products made and sold by our members who are helping to shape the future of food. You can listen and discover the inspiration, recipe, craft, culture, ingredients, and production methods that help answer the question, what makes specialty food special? I'm today's host, George Hajar, Associate Editor at SFA. We're excited to bring you today's episode and so happy to be working with Heritage Radio Network, a nonprofit podcast network covering the world of food, drink, and agriculture, and expanding the way eaters think about food. We are joined today by our guests, Nanette and Valentine Humer of Food and Vine Inc., the company that brings salute and sante grapeseed oils. The oil is made from upcycled, non-GMO grape seeds from Napa, Italy, and Portugal. Welcome. We're so excited to have you on the show. We're very excited to be here, too. And uh, we are very excited after 30 years of try, trying to buy, pioneer this grapeseed oil industry to have won the Gold Sophie mm-hmm. for our cold-pressed grapeseed oil. Mm-hmm. What an honor. And uh, it's wonderful to be recognized for quality that we've been pushing and pushing until we got to this level where we are recognized amongst all the olive oils and many other oils as a category and an ingredient that we've been promoting and working on for so long. Mm-hmm. Great, thank you. So let's dive right into it. Uh, can you tell us a little bit of the, uh, about the process of extracting the oils from the seeds? Absolutely. Um, when we started the company uh, at that time, grapeseed oil was actually a solvent extracted product. 
and mostly imported from all over the world, typically countries that have wine regions. And um, I was fortunate enough early on when we had this idea of making grapeseed oil a new product in this country to be inspired by some of the best chefs in the world. And um, I can proudly say it's a chef-inspired product. Um, it was the late Jean-Louis Paladin who planted the seed. And uh, he called his friend uh, Jean-George van Gerichten and Daniel Ballou to create a taste panel to uh, make the best grapeseed oil. Unfortunately, there was no cold pressing facility, nor any machines to make cold pressed grapeseed oil. Mm -hmm. So it was a tough road to get to the point to actually make a cold pressed grapeseed oil. So Nanette and I, we met in New York and uh, Nanette is, um, um, if you want to jump in, uh, the design part of the whole aspect and... Uh, well, 1990, uh, we, we had this great idea that we'll go to Napa and they have all these grapes. They're making wonderful wine. They'll make wonderful grapeseed oil. Well, it wasn't as easy as we thought. Mm -hmm. So it took us till 2010 to really start um, pressing local seeds. Mm -hmm. Along the way, we had our family, we started a life. But once we started pressing, we thought this is like a natural. And when you first showed it to Jean-Louis, he ripped open his shirt, rubbed it all over his body, and was like, said a few on things I can't repeat here, but he was like very impressed and loved it. Um, and we've slowly been trying to bring, you know, our grapeseed oils, the ones that we produce locally in Napa, as, as well as our infused oils and our core products that are made in the wine regions in Europe, in Italy and Portugal, uh, to market to the best chefs. And we're proud to say that we have our original taste panel from Jean-Georges and Daniel Ballou um, to wonderful new chefs mm -hmm. that enjoy our oils and mm -hmm. and we ship to them every week. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's what, what sets us apart really is also um, the fact that we are cold pressing grapeseed mm -hmm. and the fact that we are not needing any extra farmland, water, chemicals, uh, fertilizers. It's actually 100% upcycled from wine industry waste. Mm -hmm. And most important, no GMO crop. Mm -hmm. And people think it's a uh, just any other oil, but it's really not. Um, it's actually an oil made from the seed of the grape, and the grape is actually a fruit. Mm -hmm. And it boils down to the uh, where it's coming from. And so the fruit oils on the market today are becoming a very uh, important factor in our food. And if you compare it with olive oil, if you compare it with avocado oil, um, grape seed oil should actually be called just grape oil. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, But amongst all those fruit oils, it is the lowest in saturated fat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is the highest in essential fatty acid. Mm -hmm. The essential fatty acids are the ones that uh, are the building block for the cell metabolism. They give you the energy, mm -hmm. the life force energy. So if you look at all the different oils out there, and unfortunately seed oils have been becoming a, a bad rap in the industry because most of them are made from genetically modified seed crop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We are the actual opposite. Mm -hmm, We're mm -hmm. coming from a fruit. Yeah. And it's, and it's recycled. It's yeah, recycled. It's, it's upcycled. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the bot botanical source where it's coming from what counts. Mm -hmm. So we are trying to create an industry that's healthy eating, that's easy, that's delicious. Most foods that are delicious are not exactly always good for you. Mm -hmm. Here we have a winning combination. Mm -hmm. It's delicious, it's healthy, it's easy, and we're so 
grateful to be in the best kitchens from Thomas Keller to Jean George, and they can choose anything they want. They mm -hmm. choose Salute Sante, mm -hmm. which actually means to your health in mm -hmm. French and Italian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, and yeah, you spoke a lot about the social consciousness uh, that is endemic to the to the company, uh, about it being upcycled, and also that the packaging is made with sustainability in mind too. Um, can you speak a little bit to that? Yes. Um, so from day one, we wanted to have a product that's packaged in a way where they both work together, mm -hmm. socially responsible and sustainably, or as as sustainable as possible. So when we introduced the first uh, bottle of oil, uh, most people really, uh, they have a generic bottle and the light goes through it and the glass doesn't protect the oil from UV light. So I mm -hmm. figured let us just make something that's different, that's readily available, but also has many other uh, benefits. So mm -hmm. we came out with a steel can mm -hmm. and the steel can, instead of slapping a label on it again with glue and, and uh, adhesives that are uh, not good for the environment, we actually had the steel plate printed directly at our factory. And we rolled this steel can into a packaging that is now still today the, one of the leading packaging. Mm -hmm. And now everyone is trying to you know, copy it, but that's flattering. That's okay. <laughs> but um, well, we, we won a Sophie for that. And, and we actually won a Sophie for packaging uh, way back when we came out with that can. Mm -hmm. And uh, it does protect the grapeseed oil from the light. It protects it from the oxygen, um, keeps it fresh much longer than um, any pla plastic packaging. Um, also, if you compare this size, what you can do with the packaging after you cycle it, steel can go back into iron over 100%. Mm -hmm. So our steel can that's on the table here may have been a steel can before, who knows? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we also have a food service packaging which is developed uh, where we stepped away from the generic one gallon HDPE plastic. Mm -hmm. That is very difficult to recycle. Mm -hmm. It does not protect the oil from light. Oxygen goes in and out. And actually, oil is a uh, kind of a solvent that leaches the plastic ingredients into the food. So we moved away from that and developed a packaging made with recycled PET. Mm -hmm. And then we incorporated actually also a UV filter. Mm -hmm. So now for this is for food service. We have a larger packaging format. We have four by one gallon mm -hmm. and three by five liter mm -hmm. made with recycled PET. And that's the easiest recyclable material because it's a number one recycle uh, logo on it. And then after the use, you can just step on it, make it flat and go straight into reproduction of making more PET products out of it. Uh, so we're very proud to have that new on board. We've, with that technology, we also increased our capacities mm -hmm. for transportation. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about it, a truck holds a pallet of whatever product that goes on there. Uh, we, we've just increased that capacity by 33%. Mm -hmm. And by uh, adding recycled PET from the get-go when we're doing this uh, filling and packaging, um, we reduced our carbon footprint by 33% mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and increased the capacity on a pallet from 60 cases to 80 cases, yeah. which from a price point, you know, during the pandemic and, and even up until recently, prices for transportation and packaging materials just went through the roof. Mm -hmm. So a, a customer can get 80 cases for the price that they're paying for 60. So yeah. it makes everybody happy yeah. from that point. Yeah, so, so in a nutshell, if you look at our retail packaging, which is in cans, in bottles, and our food service packaging, which is in recycled PET, we've really thought through everything. The packaging outside then is uh, 
100% recycled cardboard that can be recycled again. Mm -hmm. And what's inside the packaging is upcycled from the wine industry. Mm -hmm. And when we do the pressing, which is actually a cold pressing, we're mm -hmm. not doing any expeller pressing. That's a high heat extraction. Uh, it's very difficult for grapeseed because they're extremely hard. Mm -hmm. And we also have stepped away from doing solvent extraction. Mm -hmm. And 99% of all grapeseed oils are the typical vegetables are solvent extracted in these days mm -hmm. uh, which only serves the bottom line but it doesn't serve our health yeah. and it's sure not the quality of the oil and the taste and the nutritional value suffers a great uh, portion so we are 100% cold pressed grapeseed oil and nothing else mm -hmm. and so we have a product that's upcycled the packaging meets all the uh, sustainable talking points and we are very proud of that yeah that's good. you know from the health point of view which you just you know talked about um a little bit it was the innate health benefits of grapeseed oil that really made us feel we have to bring mm -hmm. this to market and mm -hmm. make people aware that by changing their oil because we don't regulate fats and oils in america mm -hmm. unfortunately mm -hmm. um, and that means that you don't know what you're getting in some bottles so all these steps that we take to, to assure the customer gets a quality product, the grapeseed oil has been shown to raise good cholesterol, lower bad, mm -hmm. and triglycerides, um, which means it's an oil that's going to help your body do its job mm -hmm. um, and is high in essential fatty acids mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you so much for all that information. Um, I know that you also create other products like the grapeseed flour and flavored oils. Can you tell us a little bit about them as well? Sure. Um, the nice thing about making the grapeseed oil with the cold pressing method, mm -hmm. which is a process that's a proprietary process we developed. It took us 15 years to make presses strong enough and we're now pressing at 8,000 pounds of pressure, seed mm -hmm. against seed, where this delicious and healthful oil comes out. And it comes out only very small amounts. You're basically looking at maybe a 10% oil yield. Mm -hmm. And then the remaining portion is pressed cake, mm -hmm. or we call it uh, um, grapeseed powder, grapeseed flour. Um, and that is a new industry to happen. I believe um, it, I can see it as a fortifying ingredient going into breads, into crackers, into uh, supplements, in power bars, and so on. And it, completes the cycle of the grape. So there's zero waste food, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is another thing most food manufacturers cannot say. We we actually have zero waste. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's an amazing uh, thing. So the whole world that produces wine in many wine regions, um, I am looking forward to working with many of them to incorporate these methods and start utilizing their waste and producing cold-pressed grapeseed oil, which mm -hmm. is really super healthy. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. And in the end, you end up with another product, which is grapeseed flour. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, um, I noticed there's recipes online for using the, these flours. Um, how do you recommend using the flours right now? Just treating it like an additive into a baked good. It doesn't, it goes beautifully with chocolatey, fruity, and nutty tastes. Mm -hmm. um, it has a beautiful cocoa cinnamony color. So mm -hmm. maybe not for angel food cake, but for any hearty, nutty mm -hmm. banana bread mm -hmm. um, type of product or muffin. Um, great for pancakes. Mm -hmm. And truly, once you start tasting uh, the richness that it brings to a baked good, you really have a hard time eating things without it. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I wanted to say is, um, we, as we talked about, we take the seeds, we pull press the oil out, and then we're left with our press cake. There's a lot of milling of 
um, press cake going on with other manufacturers. So you're left with the oil and the sugars that are in there. So it's not the same product. So we're really proud that ours is a cleaner option um, that's going to have a lot of you know more health benefits because you don't have the sugars um, to complicate it. You know, it's high in potassium, high in fiber, high in soluble fiber, the one that's good for you, um, and antioxidants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we actually have uh, done some studies and tests on making products with it on a, a small scale. So, for example, if you would do a cracker or if you would do a cookie or if you do a banana cake or zucchini bread or carrot muffin, um, the high content of antioxidants, which are in the grape seed, is actually helping that food, whatever you create, to increase the shelf life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so from a manufacturing point of view, that's a really big value. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So imagine you have a power bar that has freshly made of power bar and you have a couple of months shelf life. All of a sudden you would add 33% more shelf life to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Or if you have something that needs a fiber dose or an antioxidant dose, it's a fortified food ingredient to really give the food industry a new superfood ingredient. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other target that we measured is uh, the uh, value of um, how these ingredients or these superfood measured. And uh, they're measured by ORAC value. Mm-hmm. And some other food on the market that are known for superfoods from apples to blueberries and the auric value is a fraction of what our grapeseed powder or grapeseed flour is. Mm-hmm. So it's off the chart, and I think it's a great future product for many very nutritious and healthy uh, food products to happen. Mm-hmm. That's great. Are you seeking any partnerships, relationships with other specialty food brands, maybe even at the Summer Fancy Food Show? Well, always. You know, Mm -hmm. it's always um, a great opportunity to meet new products that are out there. Everybody's busy with their um, planning, and this is where they show it off. So for us to connect and see where it might fit in is always a great, you know, new discovery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see the baking industry would be a very good potential for us. Also, power bars, nutritional companies. Uh, salad dressing, uh, mayo manufacturers, uh, anything that has an oil or a flour content that is looking at an alternative mm-hmm. uh, is, a, is a great opportunity to work with. Um, and also, I think that the fats and oil industry, since it's very uh, deregulated in this country, mm-hmm. if you compare it with the rest of the world, where if something is cold-pressed, that means... Uh, the seed or the nut shouldn't be exposed to a temperature higher than it is in natural environment. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's a way of defining. And also, the in our case, for example, the grape would know what to do mm-hmm. in the vineyard in the summertime, mm-hmm. if it's, even if it's a 90 or 100 degrees. So it will sustain that temperature. Mm-hmm. Don't and forget that the grape is exposed to it, which the seed is deep inside the grape and the mm-hmm. oil is deep inside the seed. Yeah. So it has a lot of layers of protection. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's never a issue but yeah. we know that it can handle those temperatures mm-hmm. so by doing that cold pressing you actually get a food that is 100% bioavailable by the body mm-hmm. if you use solvent extraction you have very high temperatures and then you have chemicals that you need to use to refine the oil afterwards to take out what damage was done with the high temperatures mm-hmm. so again the cold pressing is a much gentler way of extracting the oil and there's no solvents, no chemicals involved. And then the filtering happens with a physical refining that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use natural clay actually at the resources wherever the uh, 
wine production is happening. So we do that in Italy, we do that in Portugal. And what you end up with is a delicious, light, nutty tasting oil mm. that allows the chefs to use as an ingredient to bring out the flavor of the food. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you compare it with other oils, sometimes they have a greasy aftertaste, sometimes mm. they're overpowering. And obviously olive oil is, is very uh, dominating in, in the world when it comes to fats and oils. And I look at olive oil and grapeseed oil, they're like salt and pepper. Mm -hmm. As a professional chef, chef I use both mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, But for the Mediterranean cooking, I would finish with the olive oil. But I mean, it comes to all the other applications from searing, salad dressings and sautéing and frying, I would definitely use the grapeseed oil because mm -hmm. of the high smoke point mm -hmm. and because mm -hmm. it brings out the flavor of the ingredient without any greasy aftertaste. And it's healthy too. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the biggest ending point of it. You get mm -hmm. something that energizes you and you feel good about it afterwards. And it's worth every penny you spend to have a good food made in every household. Mm -hmm. That's great. Expanding out a little bit from the, the product and going more to the brand, how do you feel it has evolved over time from 2010, uh, for example? That's a good question. Um, we've obviously had so many hurdles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about from 9-11 to COVID to mm -hmm. fires in Napa where we are, to mm -hmm. floods and to earthquakes. Mm -hmm. uh, we had to reinvent ourselves every time. And now we're at the point where we feel that Simon, uh, recognition is happening all mm -hmm. of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Well, it's great that the consumer is realizing they have to look at what they're getting, inquire, really trust the people behind the brand. You know, we never used to step out or put us out there. But, you know, on our email blasts, you know, we sign off with Nanette and Valentine, so they know there's people behind this product. Mm -hmm. We care. We want to bring them the best product. And I, I really, because I interface with the customers, if there's a problem, I get the call. Mm -hmm. And inevitably, we're able to solve what the problem is. And people end up being like so happy and they're going to give it to their son-in-law because he's a chef. And <laughs> we end up on a happy note. So that's all that counts. Yeah. But they trust us. You know, they trust that they're getting somebody who puts all the effort into bringing the best product they can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. I think branding is also uh, important. Um, we were lucky when we started the name search early on um, to get certain things in in place. Uh, Salute Sante means to your health in French and Italian. And we chose that name, which means to your health, directly translated, because we feel it's one of the healthiest oil on the planet. And Italy and France will always be the leading wine producing country in the world. Even so, many other people will... Uh, get to that point uh, and if if california grows so will italy grow first and mm -hmm. if france grows they always are competing so mm -hmm. we kind of salute to those two countries as our resources for the grape seed mm -hmm. and the wine material from mm -hmm. the upcycling of the grape seed and we also secured grapeseedoil.com mm -hmm. and that was before dot com was really dot com mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and now people can come if they you know, forget the brand name, Salute de Santa, they can go to grapeseedoil.com and we would come up as the source. We've done a lot more direct to B2B business, also direct to consumers. Mm -hmm. uh, we feel Amazon has helped us a lot to get into uh, a consumer level that um, is, is growing nicely. Um, we've also done a lot of um, help to smaller manufacturers who have a product where they need a lot of fat in there or a lot of oil. So if a salad dressing manufacturer wants to use Salute Sante as an ingredient on mm -hmm. their packaging, it allows them to show their customers mm -hmm. they're actually working with a very good top-notch quality oil rather than just 
saying vegetable oil or canola oil or any of those inexpensive mass-produced uh, oils that really don't help our health in mm -hmm. this nation. And I think fats and oils are very important mm -hmm. in the consumer's diet. And the consumer want to know what's in it and what's on the label. Um, we become so fat-phobic as a society. Mm -hmm. It's like we want to stay away from fat and if inev inevitably we'll have a bad fat because mm -hmm. we want to treat. Mm -hmm. But really, the fat brings out the, the taste. It's your taste buds that recognize the fat. And that's, um, you know, you need a good fat to to really you know let your body do its job mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we we're excited we have great recognition now with the sophie award i think it's such a great honor mm -hmm. after 30 years someone else is singing the song that you are the best mm -hmm. in the industry mm -hmm, rather mm -hmm. than us having to push the bar mm -hmm. further and further so we're very grateful for specialty food association to have nominated us with the gold sophie for mm -hmm. our cold pressed grapeseed oil and uh yeah this is wonderful we also won Oprah's favorite three mm -hmm. times mm -hmm. during this uh, journey of making the grapeseed oil industry. And uh, again, she can pick anything she wants. And so she picked grapeseed oil. Um, and I think she liked the fact that it was cold pressed. Mm -hmm. And she also liked our infused grapeseed oils. We, we make a row of different, uh, the finishing oils. A lot of chefs love it too. It's mm -hmm. from lemon to roasted garlic to basil to rosemary to chili mm -hmm. and white and, truffle and black truffle yes we now have truffle oils as well and they're very uh powerful finishing oils mm -hmm. because the grapeseed oil is so light mm -hmm. on the palate mm -hmm. so when we introduce these uh infusions and we make those infusions ourselves we have our own process developed for it um you actually really taste that basil. You it's taste, liquid spice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You taste that roasted garlic. You that's taste that white truffle. Yeah. And no we grow the basil and the rosemary ourselves as yeah. well. So yeah, That's great. Thank you so much. Uh, so we're almost out of time, but before you go, we'd like you to participate in our final segment, Take Five. Five questions for our guests. First, let's pause for a break. This episode is brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese. There's a reason when you think of Wisconsin, you think cheese. Cheese is a huge part of Wisconsin's history and future. In Wisconsin, the state of cheese, the tradition of cheesemaking excellence began 180 years ago, before Wisconsin was recognized as a state. Immigrants traveled to settle in this lush, green hills of Wisconsin, bringing their cheesemaking traditions with them. These storied skills combined with the freshest milk available created a cheesemaking culture that is uniquely Wisconsin. Wisconsin's 1,200 cheesemakers, many of whom are third and fourth generation, continue to pass on old world traditions while adopting modern innovations in cheesemaking craftsmanship. Find your next favorite cheese at wisconsincheese.com. Hello again, and welcome back. I'm George Hajar of SFA, speaking with Valentin and Nanette Humer of Food and Vine. Okay, here are five questions for our final segment. Take five. One, what is your favorite thing about the specialty food industry? I love that you, in one space, get to see so many different potential buyers and customers, mm -hmm. you know, from retail stores to manufacturers to distributors. So you've got to be on your best game to mm -hmm. catch anyone who comes by. Mm -hmm. Two, what's one thing the SFA has made easier for you as a specialty food business owner? 
I think it's an opportunity that if you focus on doing the best you can of mm -hmm. a product and you don't let anyone get you sidetracked, there's an opportunity for you to actually uh, get the recognition and you can grow your business and you get uh, buyers come to the place when you go to these shows to seek you out as the ingredient that they're looking for. And I think it's a great platform. Um, we definitely welcome to keep this uh, organization growing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would also uh, I want to thank him for the motivation that you get. You know, it's, it helps to get the media out there. Um, and uh, it's a great organization. We've been members for uh, probably over 25 years. Mm -hmm. And we are grateful for what they're doing. Hmm. Great. Three, if you both weren't running a business, what would you be doing? We wear a lot of hats in our business. Mm -hmm. um, that's what you get when you're a small family business. But um, I am the person going out there and making the contacts and selling uh, the product. And um, if I don't sell, I probably would want to work in my garden or go to mm -hmm. mountain skiing and... Uh, um, have a good glass of wine in Napa. <laughs> I'd have an antique store with <laughs> co-floral arrangements. So two together. <laughs> What's one piece of advice you'd give a new uh, food business? Do a lot of homework, make a business plan, and figure out, figure out where you want to be in five years from when you start. And um, you recognize it's, it's hard work. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. um, but if you stick to it and you have a good vision and a good um, product that you believe in, um, associate yourself with a great team. And um, I think there's a chance you can make it happen. Mm -hmm. Great. And five, how do you define specialty food? I think it's food that's better than the regular norm. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the category where each uh, stands out the best of the best. Mm -hmm. um, it's not the mainstream food. It's um, This is why we love, for example, that we were able to step out from the oil category and actually create a grapeseed oil category. Mm -hmm. And that we won the gold trophy for the first grapeseed oil that mm -hmm. was ever in that category standing mm -hmm. out. Um, I think it's a good platform to uh, fortify all these uh, ideas and ingredients and, and products um, and bring just the best of it, of, of each category out. Mm -hmm. It's international specialty uh, flavors. You know, that's what you can't get if you don't have a broad based um, industry. And we are lucky to have it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> A big thanks to Valentine and Nanette Humer for joining us today. And you can find out more about the show at specialtyfood.com and heritageradionetwork.org. And remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Come back often to get to know the people who are shaping the future of food. Special thanks to Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. This is Spill and Dish, a Specialty Food Association podcast. Spill and Dish, a Specialty Food Association podcast, is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.